Welcome back, nature lovers, to another episode of the Brady Bunch Podcast. We're so excited to have you all back and hope you guys had a wonderful couple of weeks. But with that, let's get into it. Welcome back, nature lovers, to another episode of the Birdie Bunch podcast, where we talk everything conservation, education, and fascination. My name is, of course, it's Brittany, and I am joined by my two lovely friends and co-hosts. I'm Matt. And I am, of course, CJ. Of course. <laughs> how, are y- how are y'all doing today? I'm, I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Uh... I really enjoy the warm weather, and it's been it's been getting warmer, which has been very very nice. Um, but you know what they say: April showers bring May flowers, and May flowers bring pilgrims, and pilgrims bring some stuff that I don't want to talk about. So, you know, I uh, I think we're we're in for a good time right now, but we'll see what happens. I'm just chilling. Um, it's been wild the teaching has been a lot these past couple of weeks with just what our syllabus has us doing and all that. But other than that, it's not been bad. Just chilling. Well, good. I'm glad you guys had a good couple of weeks. It sounds like, except for CJ's start to Mayflower. You know, we don't know um, what's coming, but we don't know what's coming. We don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I've been doing pretty good, just gearing up for a twilight night where me and my friends are going to dress up like twilight characters and make a shareable twilight themed drink. And you know what? I love that for me. Brittany, where the hell have you been, Loka? No, that sounds quite fun. So glad you're going to be doing that, Brittany. Yeah, very excited about it. But with all of us knowing how each other did and chatting it up, um, I think we can kind of throw it on over to our next segment, which is the creature feature. So today's episode we're talking all about animal defense mechanisms we'll be tearing some lists and having a good old banger of a time and so i thought i would choose the organism the species rather who i find to have one of the best if not the best defense mechanisms in the clade animalia so i also didn't tell anyone what it is and i was kind of hoping that maybe i could go through what this creature feature is and see if anyone can figure out what I'm talking about. Now, first off, what I'm going to say is that many cultures, many peoples, many in society view these creatures as distasteful and potentially even harbingers of death. These be bad omens, which honestly, the way I see it is pretty good, pretty effective at being a defense mechanism already, right? If you're going around town and people think that the sight of you is going to literally kill them, are they going to cross you? Probably not. Now, aside from that general distaste within society 
This creature also happens to have a couple really wild adaptations as well as defense mechanisms. And before I talk about the way that it protects itself, let me just say that this creature may look like it packs a packs a punch, but I've worked with a couple of them in my day, and let me just say they're really smart, and they're also tend to be really sweet. They can be a little crabby, a little ornery, especially as they get up there in age, like my good old pal Ed. But for the most part, this is a really cool, inquisitive, and curious species. But it's also a little gross, and I'll put it out there. You know, they look a little weird. They're a little naked in some spots. They got some weird fleshy colors going on. And on top of that, the way that they cool themselves off in the heat is they'll just urinate slash defecate all over themselves. And that will cool down their body temperature in the strong heat, which defense against like not maintaining homeostasis. First of all, that's a defense mechanism. I guess if you really want to go boil down into it, like I said, a little gross, but it only gets worse because when this creature feels threatened, um, it will just vomit up the, one of the most corrosive acids like in biles that there are in animals intestines um the reason being because this thing consumes stuff that a lot of other people don't a lot of other organisms don't that's kind of the role it plays in the environment and so it's got really strong stomach bile that when it's threatened it's just like you know what here you go right and that's disgusting but it's also a little interesting and it kind of puts into context the way that animals will use whatever traits they already have as defense mechanisms. Now, what creature, if you haven't guessed already, was I referring to? Now, I've uh, I've been a longtime listener of the Birdie Bunch podcast. You know, I've been listening since day one. And a lot of our deep cut fans may recognize Ed from, as a former reference that you've made. And if, if that didn't give it away, some of the other things, such as Harbingers of Death, but actually pretty sweet, as well as knowing Matt Valaga that it's probably a bird, all of those things should lead you to the fact that I think I know what this creature is. And I'm pretty sure that it's a turkey vulture. That is right. It's me at the bar on Friday night. You guessed it. It's Matt at the bar on Friday night. You guessed it. And that defense mechanism isn't viable until a couple rounds in. Anyways. <laughs> have you, you said that you worked with some, Matt. Have you ever had to smell that bile? Oh, that it's That comes disgusting. out when they vomit? Because it's literally, I think, one of the worst smells I've ever smelled in my life. Oh, God, it's awful. It's horrible. It's truly yeah. tremendous. It is, currently, I'm working as a naturalist at a place that, were houses a couple turkey vultures and owls and other things that can't be released into the wild because they're injured and all that until we use them for educational programs but ed is like the oldest resident ed is when the when the nature center opened up in 1989 ed was a full-grown adult turkey vulture so like he's at least 30 years old nobody knows how old he is because nobody was around to age him when he came in and he's ornery, he's a little crab, he's a curmudgeon, and he'll let you know. And that bile is one of the ways he'll let you know. And boy, oh boy, you know, even I didn't see him do it. 
He didn't do it on the day I was starting. But the day before, he did. And I knew. I knew. Which is wild. I'm just happy that they don't do it as, like, a mating thing. Because, like, sometimes, like, parrots and stuff, they'll regurge to, like, show affection. And just be, like, I'm just thankful that that is not, like, I hate you, but also, hey, for a turkey vulture. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that uh, disgusting but slightly adorable creature feature. Really? Um, Slightly adorable. I mean, turkey vultures are cute. Yeah, I mean, they, in essence, yes, okay. Yeah, the creature as a whole is fairly, fairly whimsical. Yeah, they just look like little Dr. Seuss characters. But the connection to our episode. (laughs) I mean, the connection, yeah, it kind of glows, which is why I said disgusting first. (laughs) Anyway, Matthew, (laughs) trying to get us back on track. (laughs) wonder what that's like. Couldn't be us. Um, anywho, I think we can uh, probably keep this train a truck in and head on over to our current event. Keep this train a truck in? Yeah, train's truck. Didn't you know? Then what do trucks do? But technically <laughs> they do because train the train freights are what go on a truck. So I think you could argue instead trucks train. I think the train. truck's train. <laughs> I don't think train truck. So how but do they move along? How do how do planes fit in all of this? <laughs> what about cargo boats? Do they truck too? Oh, yeah. freighters. Yeah. Oh, they just get stuck <laughs> in the Suez Canal. Thank you, thank you. That's my time. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this week's current event. But this week's current event will not be led by me, CJ. Instead, it'll be led by my friend and sometimes co-host, Australian CJ. Oh, yeah, thanks, Mike. So we are here with our current event this week. And it is actually from theindependent.co.uk. And it's titled, Australia to open world's first platypus sanctuary in fight to save species. So if you don't know what a platypus is, they are a extent monotreme, uh, monotreme being an egg-laying mammal. Uh, they have a, a duck bill. Um, they're mostly aquatic. Uh, some males actually have venomous spurs on their back feet. They're very cool species. And Australia, my home turf, is actually set to open the first platypus century in order to save this native species from going extinct. By the end of 2022, the Taronga Conservation Society of Australia and the New South Wales State Government will open the specialist facility at a zoo, 391 kilometres from Sydney, and the facility will consist of mostly ponds, burrows for these semi-aquatic creatures. The refuge will be the first of its kind around the world and will hold up to 65 platypuses in time of crisis. Taronga Chief Executive Officer Karen Kerr said, Right now, there's so much to learn about the platypus, and we know so little. So the purpose of this is really uh, two-sided, right? Well, we can see such a unique species while also trying to learn more about them. Uh, in, in late 2019 and early 2020, there were intense bushfires across Australia. 
and it severely threatened this unique egg-laying mammal. And over the last three decades, platypus habitats have shrunk by up to 22%. So now that they are at a massive threat, researchers said climate change playing a massive role in their destruction. Um, we are going to be setting up this, a sanctuary down in Australia, which is super duper exciting. And the plan is uh, you know, to get populations up 66% by the next 50 years. And that's uh, the current event this week by me, Australian CJ. Well, thank you, Australian CJ, for that current event. We always love having you come from down under. Oh, of course, mate. Of course. Love being here at the Birdie Bunch podcast. Please feel free to stick around, but I think we're going to head on over to our main topic. No, nah, mate, I'm going to go. Have fun with the main topic, though. Peace. So, as Matt mentioned earlier, today we're going to be talking about weird and different uh, defense mechanisms that animals have to stay safe from, whether that's from environment or predators, just really wacko ways that they, they defend themselves. But we are going to do it in a tier list because they're fun and why not? Um, so we're going to start off strong. We're going to go, uh, down into the deep blue sea and talk about the boxer crab. So the boxer crab, um, is pretty unique and they have a, a semi-symbiotic relationship with, uh, sea anemones. So what these little boxer crabs do is basically hold these little sea anemones that uh, basically just become little pom-poms or punchy or um, boxing gloves. And when predators are around, they use them to sting and, and uh, hurt their whatever, whatever predator they're trying to avoid. And in return, the sea anemones kind of get fed um, from the boxer crab who's going about its daily business and whatever. And I think it's really cool because what a beautiful, I don't want to say like harmony, but it's kind of cool. Um, I personally put the boxer crab in B, B, B plus tier because like while they're not doing it themselves, like bringing the fam in, like it's just it's a beautiful, beautiful partnership, if you will. So I think that's exactly the reason why I'm not going B or A or S. I'm going C tier instead, precisely because they're not really doing the defense. Can you really even argue it's boxer crabs? I mean, you can obviously, but hmm. I mean, they're uh, doing the punching. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm really scared of a freaking pincer. You know what I'm saying? It's not a pincer. It's a boxer. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm scared of a boxer, but like a little crab claws, like whatever. But what if it's holding stingy boys? Mm. Sting me then, you know? I I'm giving S. They're going to try. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting strong with S because teamwork makes the dream work, folks. No. Absolutely not. That this here is, on this the is podcast we preach positivity, and let me tell you that Maybe you preach positivity. Yeah. I don't know. I attempt but... to. No, no, no. I attempt to preach externalized positivity. <laughs> this is not relegate towards yeah, myself. Right, I'm a hypocrite. That. 
I'm a hypochondriac. I get that. That's fair. I'll allow that. But I'm keeping I'm keeping C tier. I'm keeping C tier. If we all work together, we can be the change we want to see. And every one little crab that picks up two little anemones, if you had a hundred of those and everyone just picked up two anemones, that's a whole ass army. Are you you looking at the man in the mirror? I'm asking him to change his ways. (laughs) Want to make the world a better place. Well, while you make the world a better place, Matt, we're going to move on to the next animal. I didn't um, realize I was the only one who wanted to do that here at this podcast. <laughs> no, we all want to, but not right now. This is podcast time. You know, once we're once we're uh, all feeling the conservation education fascination, like we will in approximately I don't know twenty minutes, uh, <laughs> then maybe we can go and save the world. It's just a big ask, anyway. <laughs> So the next animal is more of a superhero than animal. Um, It shares some pretty similar characteristics. So the next animal we're going to be talking about is the hairy frog. And so the hairy frog has, is not hairy. F. (laughs) Immediate F tier. F. Don't you dare speak that thing. Immediate F tier. Frog. Immediate F tier. We we talked extensively about the hairy frog on this podcast, and I cannot stand it. F F F. During the spooky, during the spooky bunch, you talk about it. You can keep talking about it. You can keep about it because their defense mechanism is wild. Yeah, but also F. I was really confused what you meant by superhero, but now I fully understand. Yeah. <laughs> now I fully understand. Why don't you keep explaining it for the nature lovers, though, Brittany? Mm. So the hairy frog basically breaks its bones and pushes the bones out of its little feetsies um, and uses them like claws to defend themselves, most like the um, Marvel Wolverine. But we clearly know Matt's opinion. I put them at S tier because I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. F tier. They're so gross. Yeah. They're so, so gross. I need to know why. Because I thought they were super fascinating. Fascinating doesn't mean good. I agree they're fascinating. F- Are they good though? <laughs> F for freaking disgusting. <laughs> for freaking disgusting. Second it. I will put them in. I will change it to an A tier, but Wait. no, no, no. You stick to your guns. You stick to your guns. <laughs> you're just gross, and that's okay. But you're just gross. Oh God. See, I don't picture Wolverine. I know, like they're like like that's part of like their name is they're also called like the Wolverine Frog. But I don't picture Wolverine when I picture them like snapping their bones and extruding them from their body. I picture like. Like a rated R TV show, and like somebody breaks breaks their arm, and just like portion of bone extrudes. That's what I picture. I and it's immensely scarred me since I was a child, among other Mm. things. So I cannot be putting them in anywhere higher than F tier. I picture the scene from Twilight where Belle is pregnant with the Loch Ness monster, and her back just freaking snaps all of a sudden. That's a good. That's. There you go, She's Twilight. Probably in labor. Wow. And it was like, really? Harry Frog, being... where the hell have you been, Loka? 
in f tier that's where yeah <laughs> where you freaking belong well so sorry uh harry frog i didn't realize that this had been already extensively covered. oh no it hasn't been explained and in, in a while so i appreciate you, you bringing up the harry frog <laughs> The vitriol does not come from the proximity to the podcast. The vitriol comes from the pure essence of this demented being. Those are a lot of big words, and I need you to know I had understood about half of them at my current level vitriol. of Vitriol. All you have to know is I'm mad. Great. Brittany. I'm mad because bad. Great. Brittany, give us the next one. So the next one, CJ, I'm going to have you bleep one word out, but I think it's too funny not to have it in there. Fantastic. So I can bleep lots it. of things like this. So the next animal that we are going to chat about is pretty shitty. Um, And that is bringing us back down into the sea, the ocean. And we're going to talk about the pygmy sperm whale. So these, these little whales, when in danger, will literally or make a big poop. And then they take their tail and basically form a huge cloud and then they swim in the cloud of poop to try to hide and swim away <laughs> and i didn't see tear because i think it's really disgusting but also use what you got <laughs> uh i'm going with d tier because um d for disgusting disgusting i, I didn't I know actually, that i don't know i didn't know that whales were kind of into that thing i'm not here to kink shame but it's pretty gross stop oh wait this isn't the animal love episode i'm so sorry i'm so sorry this isn't the animal love episode i'm so sorry d for god damn it cj <laughs> i was actually gonna go with d because it's not as disgusting as pure bodily shrapnel but it's really close yeah, it's, it's it's no bueno. Well, speaking of bodily shrapnel, that brings us oh, into oh our next animal. <laughs> I don't think that any of them are going to go above C tier for me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I honestly want to take back the, my, my opinion on the boxer crab, knowing where this is going. I'm going to put the boxer crab in A tier. <laughs> That little man deserves so much credit. I'm for putting the box to grab an A tier. I can't. For I holding can't. this freaking episode together. <laughs> that little crab is doing his best. And the He's rest of this is. Work. I mean. Boxing, if you will. Bo bones extruding and <laughs> spraying. I... Apparently, more shrapnel. <laughs> All right. What's the next creature, Brittany? <laughs> so, the next animal is the iberian ribbed newt so these little critters ah! <laughs> oh for who's the joke i think this is an advisory episode i think we keep this in just <laughs> I didn't mean for it to be a. I'll, I'll give the warning. I'll give the warning because I'm clearly the culprit. <laughs> Let's get back to the walking condom, Brittany. 
It's a semi-aquatic condom. Pretty, pretty, pretty metamorphizing pretty, 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 in a lake pretty, pretty, near you. Matt, 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 Matt. When you introduce this creature, can you please call it the Trojan horse of the animal kingdom? Yes, <laughs> I hate it so much. Cause she be ribbed. So our next animal is the Trojan horse of this list, if you will. This animal is called the Iberian ribbed newt. And their whole defense mechanism is when in danger, they will push their ribs through their skin and then use them as weapons and then when the when the bones are all exposed it is they are then covered with a poisonous substance which it then intended to obviously kill the predator now i'm putting this at s tier because this is hysterical and like i don't like i didn't find any information on like how they survive themselves without their ribs I didn't think it could get worse than the hairy frog. F. 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 This is the lowest one so far. F. It's, it's F lower than the spraying whale. Nah, F. 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 Effective like, or not, I can't. F. Why? How no. is it worse? How is it worse? Because not only do they break, there's goo. <laughs> oh, there's goo on, on the bones screen. that's that's <laughs> already a negative goo on the bones but two you said you don't know how they survive <laughs> I, know, I didn't look it up but if you really don't like things extracting from oh i won't i won't be looking. don't worry no. don't worry i won't be looking it up you're not gonna wait, like wait again there's again. more there's Are more you... jesus <laughs> how many animals how many animals do this is the um, answer so too many? The next animal doesn't extract their bones. However, they do extract their organs. Oh, oh God. God. Uh, uh, so the, the next animal is a sea cucumber. Ew. Oh, I, get <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. C for cucumber. C for cucumber. So the sea cucumber um, essentially pushes out its organs um it releases so they release like the sticky poisonous toxin and then if that doesn't work what they'll do is they'll basically like contract their muscles and secrete some of their organs out of their butts um so that they so to try to trick their predators into thinking that they're already dead you're welcome i I'm going to go with F because that, like there are so many animals in the world that have mastered the technique of playing dead and none of them have to shoot out organs to do it. A possum just lays there. Okay, but the opossum doesn't do it consciously. I would just like to throw that out there. Opossums actually... Like, it's like a petrified state that they stay in for, like, they can stay up to a couple of hours. And they don't have control of when it happens or when they wake up. Okay. So, guess what? Not so like, great it works. Okay, but, like, if you it talk about, like, hog, hog snake do the exact same thing, though. Like, oh, yeah, I'm dead now. Ha, 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 LOL. None of them have to themselves. 
Yeah, they don't have to like explode well, like, to do it. Opossums end up dead on the road because they go. Yeah, but this isn't about opossums. This away. is about sea cucumbers. I think Matt you brought it up. Well, Matt I'm sorry. It up. There's no such thing as a good defense mechanism against roadkill. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think deers have the best defense mechanism against roadkill. Destroying the car. Yes, F. C C C for C and C for cucumber because it's the C, C cucumber. cucumber. I fun. put it at D because I feel like you kind of need your organs. So how come you That's... rushed me for saying that? I feel like just because you're easy, <laughs> it was easy. Oh, okay. I, I feel like I feel like the sea cucumber is such a simple organism. What are its organs really like? Does it even have a heart? Not don't ask me questions. Like, yeah, <laughs> don't ask me questions I can't answer. I don't know. But doesn't it like After pull its organs back it. in? Like it doesn't like spew its organs to die. It like pulls oh, its organs F back minus. in. F minus. I don't like slurping. <laughs> oh, Jesus, <laughs> So this is that hold on, Matt. You're saying far. that this is worse than the hairy frog and the ribbed newt. I said F for every single one of them, so I'm at least. You said F minus for this one. Yeah, because slurping. Because with the other one, it doesn't there was have a mouth. Retraction. It doesn't have a mouth. Yeah, yeah. you know what it slurps with? Tell me that's better. I can't. I, I can't. Exactly. I'm keeping it at C because of the joke. <laughs> Gotta go. So the next one I think Matt might like. Um and Please, Matt, correct me if I am wrong in this pronunciation. But our next animal is a bird, and it is called the northern fulmar. Yeah, it's 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 pronounced bird. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Did I actually yeah. say that correct? Yeah, fulmar. About right. Um, but they're like a little small little bird that pretty much does the same thing as a creature feature does. Um, except for turkey vultures, they don't necessarily like projectile vomit their vomit. These little birds do. So it's literally the turkey vulture, but the turkey vulture on crack, and they just like pro projectile vomit, like after a long night at the bar, um, over their predators. I'm looking at the reach of this right now being up to five feet away yeah it's um, gross. yeah that's disgusting but at the same time i have to bring it up just a little bit to d tier for disgusting but mildly impressive because that's like that's like like you've been sitting on that that's a couple days to talk about that's like that's work <laughs> that's work and so i gotta respect the grind but still disgusting I put it at A tier just because I You're disgusting. I am. Yeah. But like think of how effective that would be. Like I throw I throw up when I hear other people throw up or like see them throw up. Can you like just imagine? Like I wouldn't want to be anywhere near that bird. I'm gonna dip. It's a so, I would say it would be effective. So are you saying that in this scenario you would then projectile on the bird? <laughs> would then theoretically projectile upon you. Yeah. Are you saying that it you're... Up to it's up to sea. It's up to sea. You're the it's predator of this little tiny bird. Is that what you're saying? I, it's up apparently. to sea. It's that that brings it. C. C. I, I think I'm gonna go with C tier as well. 
just because it's not as gross as anything else. But like, what what brought it up to sea, knowing that I would throw up on this bird? Like, no, but the the chain <laughs> reaction, sea for chain reaction. You being the predator of the bird brought it up to sea. The, the bird did nothing here. The bird not did so nothing. Much, not so much you being the predator, so much the fact that you get puked on, and then you do the puking, and then it does the puking, and there's like this positive feedback loop that's very enticing. Throw up is gross. Okay, so our last animal is the horned lizard. So these little lizards, as their defense mechanism, will actually shoot blood um, from blood vessels in their eyes. So they basically burst these little blood vessels and they shoot it out at their attacker um, in this like a little steady stream of blood. And it's disgusting. Um, I, have, like, went I, I have an immediate take here. Photos. I have an immediate take. My My immediate take here is... This is another creature that we talked about in the spooky bunch because this defense mechanisms inherently are very spooky. Mm -hmm. um, and because I am a, I'm a reptile person, I'm going to say this is my only S tier animal today just because of how gross it is. But it's one of the first like reptiles that I learned about and I have an emotional connection to it. So that's why it's an S tier. B for the bodily fluid bunch podcast because that's apparently the whole content of today's episode. Aside from that, bodily fluids. But also B. That's just my rationale. B. I went S. Brittany, it's good. Go? It's good, but it's not boxing good. I did C because this is kind of like a meh. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, yeah. what's your blood gonna do? You know. Yeah, I don't Squirt. know. Oh, God. I gotta go. <laughs> I just thought they were funny. <laughs> no, they are. Ew. The funny factor is a very heavy weight. Funny weight. factor. <laughs> anyway, well, thank you for enduring this episode of the Birdie Bunch podcast. Thank you to my co-hosts for enduring the disgust that they have now um, disendured. But with that, there are a lot of animals that we could talk about. Um, but these were just the most fascinating to me and the ones that I had the most fun picking. So um, this could definitely be a part two if we really wanted it to be. I think we could definitely make this a part two eventually. Yeah. <laughs> But with that, I think we can uh, tell everybody where to uh, find us on the social means so that they can get more of this crazy content. You can find me on Instagram at cj.greco. That's cj.greco. Um, and I would say that I am posting pretty consistently. So please come check it out. I have a lot of really cool stuff going on this week. Y'all can find me at Matt Valga, M-A-T-T-V is in Victor, A-L-I-G-A. That's all I got. And you can find me at the Brittany underscore bunch. Um, T-H-E B is in Brichter. R-I-T-T-A-N-Y underscore B is in a boy. E-N-C-H. You come in here with a bunch of disgusting animals. <laughs> and not only that, you bring back something that could have died. What? 
Nothing that I said would ever have died. No, what, we, what we have is here forever, Matt. B is in boy, Matthew. Are you okay, Matt? There you go. Um, collectively, you can find us on Instagram at the Birdie Bunch Podcast. Um, you can also f- uh, find us on our website, www.thebirdiebunchpodcast.com. Um, there you can find our incredible merch store. Um, we've got lots of different uh, T-shirts, sweatshirts, pillows, mugs. Uh, we got it all. If you can't or if you don't want to go on get some merch, there's other ways of being able to support us that we would greatly appreciate. One of them is if you write a five-star review or any review, um, we would greatly appreciate that. But five-star reviews get read out on the podcast. We don't have any new ones. But if you if you give us a five-star, we can say it here on the podcast. But another way that you can support us is by our Patreon. And thank you, Gabe Andre, for being our wonderful patron. Um, There are different tiers. Uh, One of them includes getting shout-outs just like Gabe did um, here on the podcast. Um, You can also get some crazy cool behind-the-scenes content because, trust me, it's wild. CJ does a really great job at editing things for us. (laughs) Thank you, CJ. but Patreon is a, another awesome way to uh, just help support the podcast um, and keep us going because we we enjoy doing this, but we want you all to enjoy it too. If Patreon or, or writing reviews aren't your thing, you can tell your friend about our podcast. You know, your friend, the crazy guy in the gas station, whoever, whatever. We would greatly appreciate it because we love you guys. We love all of our nature lovers. And so with that, we'll catch you next time. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Birdie Bunch podcast. We would like to thank Sarah Dunlap for designing our logos and Connor Whitman for being our music producer. The mission of the Birdie Bunch podcast is to inspire an inclusive community for conservation by using education to promote fascination.